tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. We're here talking about Stranger Things Season 2 and all the geek news like worthy enough to talk about. Isn't that right, John? There's too much. There's a lot this week, which is surprising. Um... So if you just want to get right into it, let's just get right into it. Yeah. We got to see the first picture, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess picture is the best way to put it. Of like a teaser promo? Maybe? Yeah. Dick Grayson from the Teen Titans uh, TV show. Like, And this is our, our Dick Grayson played by some guy. Dwight or something Dwight, like that? Dwight, yeah. Something like that. Um, and he's in his Robin outfit, which uh, to me was surprising. I, I'm expecting to see Nightwing on the show, not... Not Robin, but I mean, Robin was part of the Team Titans, but I, the show is going to be called Titans. I don't know. <laughs> the other thing is that he's playing Dick Grayson, and in the picture, the character is holding a bow staff. Now, Dick Grayson doesn't use a bow staff. Uh, Tim Drake does, and I know I'm nitpicking here. T- Tim Drake is the third Robin, but uh, uh, Dick Grayson goes on to use the Eskrema, uh batons. Yep. So, Although... Uh, I believe he has been known to be able to join his uh, Eskrimas for uh, maybe like a short staff. That's true. In the um, Injustice video game, he does that, yeah, right? he can do that, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess that, that's probably something that they're going for. I guess, yeah. Um, or it could be just a combination like they tend to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Different things altogether. Uh, how did you feel about this picture? I like the look of the costume. I don't like how it looks like it's just somebody who paid for a really good cosplay. <laughs> uh, you know, I wonder. I wonder if show producers take that into account, like people cosplaying their characters. Like, if you if you make a if you make your movie, your Batman movie, where he has a full on uh, rubber pressed you know suit, like the old eighties nineties Batman. You know, not too many people are going to be able to make that suit, but you make a suit that looks like the one from Batman Begins, and maybe you know, and create pretty creative cosplayers can piece that together. Uh, same thing with this, you know. I don't know, cause like from what I've read from like behind the scenes stuff, sometimes uh, hero costumes, uh, meaning the ones that are, get the most screen time and. Um, you know, are not for use with stunt moves or anything like that. Mm. You know, essentially, the the pretty ones, right, with the most detail, they can be really expensive. Oh well, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I imagine the materials they use is going to be a lot better than the ones that some cosplayer is going to use. Yeah, yeah. So, like the Deadpool costume, for instance, I think was like reported to be ten thousand dollars. 
just for like one suit <laughs> and then ryan reynolds stole it <laughs> yeah but you know those are also they're insured for that much and you know it's it's also probably got to be like uh it's also movie official kind of thing yeah i don't know yeah i doubt it, it costs ten thousand dollars to make the suit i it, maybe maybe it's because it's like a one-off and they have to get like the best of the best to make it i guess i don't know yeah. maybe so um i mean it looks like some money was put into the suit it looks pretty pretty well made and kind of uh detailed um i bet you somebody out there will be able to replicate it though because while it looks kind of cool it doesn't look like it's there's a whole lot to go into it really i mean you no, got some really. kind of textured fabric and the 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 logo looks cool and he's got that face mask that looks like it's glued onto your face yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, the only thing that's missing is it doesn't have white over the eyes that way you can really complete the you know and they never do that i don't know why like even with batman in, in the newest batman like why make it so they have to put the paint around the eyes why not just cover up the eyes like we did in the dark knight like when he did the whole sonar screen you know just look well, because uh, I guess you have to have, you know, access to the eyes so they can emote. Otherwise, oh yeah, look at look at what Tony Stark does or Robert Downey Jr. does. You know that that mask completely covers his face except for the times when we go we zoom into the looking at his face and having the heads up dis- display and stuff. Yeah, I, I think they have the budget to do that though. I'm pretty sure DC has that budget too. I would venture that... Uh, Maybe not the show. Yeah, the show is what I'm okay. kind of referring to here. Yeah, no, not the show. I, I don't know. I think I think that they can... You don't have to do the heads-up display part. Just do the the white-out eyes. I don't know. It just have like, it looks like a, like a fucking light in front of their, their eye. Or just like a... Give them the uh, white contact lenses. That'd be kind of cool, too. Have like the white-out eyes. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because that would be the best of both worlds, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> they could still emote. They could still have the eyes. I don't then... I don't want to see them blinking. Uh, I see. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, you don't see blinking in comic books, usually. You no, know, you don't. It's always static images. So. Yeah. And I mean, and they always get away with the fact that you can kind of draw expressions onto the, the mask. Onto a mask, yeah. Well, you can't really do that yeah. in real life. But um, they did it in Deadpool. Like, I was just watching Deadpool earlier today, and there's the part where, the, you know, eyebrows move up and down. Obviously, there's no eyebrows there. It's obviously. a mask. Well, and, and I think that's a, that's part of the joke for Deadpool, though. Yeah. I mean, with Spider-Man, we finally got, like, a compromise for that with the... With the aperture eyes. The aperture pupils. Yeah. yeah. The, and that's something that always uh, I've wondered about, you know? Like, I've never liked since the 70s how the original Spider-Man was just basically a big static eyeball. <laughs> um, and it was... Kind of weird because in the comics it's always drawn as being white. However, in the '70s, for some reason, they thought it had to be mirrored. And then in the uh, Tobey Maguire one, in the Maguire, and in the uh, the Garfield ones, it was always basically like a glass dome over like some weird silvery texture. Yeah. But if you ever look at the close-ups, it looks like it's cloth or like some kind of dot fabric. It's weird. Yeah. So I think they finally got like a good middle ground where it's like, okay, well, it's going to be a white out eye, but it's going to have the aperture type thing. And they had a pretty good reason for having it on there. I mean, they, they justified it pretty well. Well, you know, yeah, th- yeah, no, that was, a, that was a good justification. I just think that, um, I liked that cause I think it was the first civil war trailer that showed Spider-Man. Like they had the pupil aperture in the wrong place and 
I just I, I just remember looking at that and thinking it looked weird. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time they got to the movie, they had corrected that in, in the CGI. So it it never really bugged me anymore. Yeah, it got better for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I can't wait for that Titan show to come out. Hopefully it's good. Uh, Sabrina. Some news on the Sabrina front. If you're watching Riverdale, um, they're going to have an offshoot, spinoff show for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Everybody assumed that it was going to the CW, but it's going to Netflix, and they've already ordered two seasons. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the any, any word on whether Melissa Joan Hart will make a cameo? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard it word one yet, but I would assume that if they follow in the CW tradition, they, they, they probably will get her or one of her aunts to <laughs> cameo in some way. Uh, Be in there somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, it's um, it was a Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Uh, he uh, is the showrunner for Riverdale and also writes one of the Riverdale or one of the Archie comics or the Riverdale comic. I don't know which one. Uh, I think he also had something to do with the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina graphic novel, but I'm not sure. Yeah, my knowledge of Archie pretty much ended in the late '90s when I used to buy the Digest. Because for some reason, I thought they were cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I read a lot of Archie back in the day. But uh, I am really not familiar with the latest iterations where Archie has died and come back as a zombie. And Well, see, that's not the main book. That's the, the, They have, like, a whole bunch of different books of Archie now. Like, basically, there's a multiverse for Archie. Ah. And there's, yeah, there's the one where there's zombie Archie, there's like werewolf Jughead. and There's one where he's teamed up with the Punisher, which I still can't wrap my mind around. <laughs> there's one where the Predator came to Riverdale. So. Yeah. Like, who would he find as the, the most challenging prey? Moosehead or whatever his I name is? I think it's is? just Moose. Moose? Uh, no, yeah, Jughead. Jughead is Jughead and Moose, yeah. That's the trophy you want. You want that little crown <laughs> skull. Well, I don't know. I, I assume that Riverdale is doing well uh, at the CW. So uh, if people follow it over to Netflix, more power to them. Yeah. Now, speaking of Netflix, it came out this week that they have signed on for season three of Stranger Things, which it was actually a pretty big surprise to me. I assumed that they had already signed on for season three and season four. Yes, that was my understanding too. Uh, I, I thought since before even season two came out, I think that was already set in stone. At least that's what I thought. That's what I thought too. But no, it's uh, it says uh, Variety reported Stranger Things has been renewed for a third season at Netflix. The streaming service announced Friday. Now, what do you suppose this means for uh, the actor that plays Jonathan and his uh latest brush with the law that he had not too long ago. Ah, um, it, I assume that it, it's not going to be that all that bad. Um, go, he has a stent in rehab. Will he be able to come back to the show? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if anything happened to him towards the end of the season. Cause I still haven't gotten to the end of the season yet, but, uh, you, you would know. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, by the end of the season, should be, he should be graduating from high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they don't allow him to come back into the country, maybe they could film like on location, and he could be like is, traveling abroad. For, is he still stuck outside the country? I think he is. He has. He has. He has a what you call it still to do? Wasn't uh, he like full on like deported from the country? I thought is he was, not American? 
No, I think he's British. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's why he got in trouble to begin with. Oh, because he wasn't like a citizen and he like was smuggling drugs into the country or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got to do the. I, I assume he's got to do the press and the premiere for New Mutants. So Fox is probably going to want to get that sorted out before before Stranger Things has to. <laughs> yeah. Well, if. Uh, they get bought out by Disney, they'll have the cash to do that for sure. Yeah. Like I said, you know, they'll, they'll get him a, to be a citizen. They'll check him into rehab. Everything will be fine. If it doesn't happen, then it's easily easy way to, to write him out. He goes off to college. Yeah, that definitely would fit in with uh, where it goes without uh, spoiling anything. <laughs> there you go. Uh... Yeah, so season three of Stranger Things is a thing, is a go. We'll see what happens after that. Uh, do you have a story? Yeah, kind of uh, brought it up there a little bit prematurely, but uh, apparently we were discussing not too long ago that there were talks at some point of Disney acquiring 21st Century Fox. There were. Which yeah. apparently had died down and turned to nothing, and we were just hearing the remnants of that story. Well, lo and behold, it turns out that uh, those talks may be renewing and uh, gaining in uh, force. Uh, they uh, Apparently, the talks are still continuing, and we might be closer than ever for uh, Disney buying out Fox's movie and entertainment division. I think that also includes TV. It does. Which would be interesting because uh, Fox, and especially The Simpsons, has always been kind of... Little jabbing here and there at the Disney Corporation machine. And, yeah. uh, it would be so interesting if uh, Disney ends up owning them, and what would happen to the Simpsons? Therefore, you know, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I had mentioned this on this podcast before, but at San Diego Comic Con this year, I went to the Futurama. I mean, it was a Futurama. Sim, it was a Simpsons uh, um, panel, and do they have another show out? Does he have another show out right now? Macaroni? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Well, anyways, he's there for at least for The Simpsons. And they were talk. they asked him, someone asked him, someone on his panel had asked him, like, you make fun of Fox News a lot, you know, and the Fox Corporation a lot uh, on The Simpsons. Now, do you think that it's, there's any irony in the fact that basically since you and Mary, Mary with Children were like one of the first people, first shows that they had that, the popularity of your two shows is pretty much what spurned the 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 network to become big as big as it is now, and you know you're make you know the fact that they they make fun of you, you make fun of them, and you know you really don't like what they the news that they report and stuff. And he was just like, yeah, it's not lost on me, <laughs> like Matt Groening. So it was it was pretty it was it was a good panel. Yeah, Matt Groening's an awesome dude. I got to meet him at one of the cons one year, and he was like real down to earth. Didn't mind hanging out on, on the floor with the the fans that's awesome uh, yeah he was a really cool dude he's not like the other jerk celebrities that hide behind a mask and <laughs> walk around incognito oh well, you know some people they, they just don't they want to just have a good time too you know what speaking of which i think one uh the last time i went to san diego comic-con i'm almost certain that i ran into ryan reynolds wearing a deadpool mask really and didn't realize it yeah I mean, the last time you probably went would probably have been around the time he went there for Green Lantern. That might have... No, what was it last time I went? 
I can't remember now, but yeah, it was it was around that time probably. Okay. And yeah, uh, I ran into a really tall, muscular guy who was wearing a very simple Deadpool mask. <laughs> and I think, uh, kind of in retrospect, I'm like, you know what? It might have been him. I think that was him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the fact, and the, you know, it was someone. Someone else. Another corporation was talking to to uh, Fox about buying that stuff up too. Uh, when Disney dropped out, uh, was that have been Sony? Maybe? Was it Sony? It would be the most logical choice after Disney, because uh, then Sony could try absorbing the X Men and yeah. You know what I think it was Sony. You know, I thought that was Four. weird because like you know, uh, their their movies have not been doing well this year. No, they haven't. Sony's definitely been getting kicked in the nuts lately. Uh, the last two years. Yeah, they're not doing so great. So. I mean, sometimes you got to just bet all on black and, you know, pray for the best, you know, double down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, if Disney does end up acquiring all the characters, uh, there was a Redditor by the name of Seductive Thunderlord uh, that came up with a graphic of a bunch of titles he thought would be cool for Phase 4 of the MCU. Now, I think what an interesting companion to this story is that Kevin Feige has basically, basically come out and said, look, after Avengers 4, the world MCU, as you know, is going to be done. It is gonna, it's going to look really different. And so if you're reading between the lines, it's saying, hey, a lot of fucking characters are going to die. And a lot of people's contracts are going to be expiring. <laughs> right. So uh, he also came out and said that we have... 20 stories, 20 movies, like, already on Slate. Like, not Slate. I'm sorry, you shouldn't say Slate. Uh, already up on the board, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, there's MCU movies until <laughs> for a good another, uh, I guess, what's if you do three a year, which is what they usually do, that's seven years from now. You know, they still got, they got MCU movies. So, this is what uh, this... Redditor came up with his graphic. Um, starting with the first one is Nova. I mean, don't get me wrong. These are all... Like, all the title cards for all these look incredible. So, it's whatever you can do. Uh, Nova. Uh, Doctor Strange w- subtitle The Illuminati. Now, okay. Well, let me go back to Nova. Nova do you know anything about Richard Rider, the Nova? The man named Nova? Anything like that? Um, isn't he like the combination of all the Nova Corps after they were destroyed? Like, he basically has the same power as all of them combined or something like that? I have no idea. I know nothing about Nova. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that sounds a lot like Green Lantern to me. Yeah, my understanding, if, if I'm remembering the correct version of this, is that uh, the Nova Corps was being destroyed, and that's probably something we're going to see in Infinity War. Okay. Um, so, like, the last remaining Nova somehow absorbed the power of, like, the whole collective mm-hmm. of the Nova Corps, uh, and he then becomes, like, the single representative of Nova with all of their combined power, essentially. Oh. Think of it like the... Uh, Maybe kind of a deep cut, but uh, that one uh, being that uh, defeated Doomsday the first time around during the Doomsday story origin story, that one planet where like every inhabitant gave their power to one being to fight Doomsday. I don't know that story. You don't know the no. from the uh, the Doomsday origin. Okay, uh-uh. well then, yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> that's the only approximation <laughs> you, that can come up. Did with. you ever see the movie uh, The One with Jet Li? 
Yes. So in that story, there's it's a there's a multiverse and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one version of Jet Li's character is going around killing the other versions of himself in the different dimensions. Okay, and, and yeah. as each one dies, their their power is then the their energy, their power energy, whatever. Basically, their chi is yeah. then split off into the remaining Jet Li's yeah. and making the one stronger. Yeah, ba- yeah. I guess that would be a a good more pop culture centric example. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the Nova Corps that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. They don't really have any powers. They're all just basically cops. So do you think that's still something that they would do? I mean, do they have powers in the comic book? Um, I mean, they have some sort of energy on their side, I think. But yeah, you're right. Like the way they dist- they displayed it, it wasn't really anything special. They're just cops with, you know, their little spaceships and right. whatever. So I don't know. It, it'd be interesting to see how they... I mean, and granted, this is just like a fan's version of it so who knows how that could play out but true i'm guessing there might be some situation kind of like uh it could be kind of like the kingsman part two the golden circle where they Mm -hmm. wipe out all the kingsmen and the one that's left is like has all the toys left that could be sort of kind of it takes it upon himself to go and figure out what to do next or restart the group okay dr strange and the illuminati now Doctor Strange is being is the Sorcerer Supreme. Now, in the comic book, the Illuminati consists of Tony Stark, Professor X, Professor Xavier, Black Bolt, Black Bolt, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards. Um, I think that's it. It's only five of them, right? No, well, that's only four so far. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, I I want to say there were six. Is there is is T'Challa? I don't think so. Let me see here. Uh, Read, because there's one for each Infinity Stone. I know that for a fact because they all took the a different stone to to or Infinity Gem Stone. I don't remember which one it's called. I thought there was only five, and they represented like each of the main. uh, Let me see. Oh, Namor. Namor. Thank you. Okay, so there's Namor. Now. We don't have a namer in the MCU yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier is with the mutants, so that's over in uh, Fox. Fox. Um, so is Reed Richards. So is Reed Richards. So, th- assuming that we they get the, the the characters back, that's a way to go. I would assume. I mean, we really don't. The, the thing after the end of Doctor Strange Part One, all we have is uh, Mordu, Baron Mordu, or Baron. Mordo, Mordo, yeah. uh, going around stealing the magic back from people that he d- believes doesn't deserve it, or that there shouldn't be any more uh, sorcerers. So, um, I, I don't know how Illuminati would really fit in fit into that. Yeah, I think we're missing too many people. I mean, this is assuming that even if we got the the rights to those Fox characters and wrote in Namor the Submariner in there. Uh huh. Um, it's still a kind of a tough one. I mean, we already had basically Planet Hulk, or you know, true. So and and that was one of the things that they did was set that into motion. So I don't really know what the point of bringing them in at after the fact for mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, unless they decide, hey, you know how like the Hulk was gone for a few years and he was on another planet. Let's do that again. <laughs> Let's do know? that again. Uh, okay. Uh, Black Widow. Now, I think this is something that should definitely happen. Uh, I've been saying this since they introduced the character. If you give me a strong spy thriller 
like I understand that everybody considers uh, Winter Soldier a spy movie, but like if you made it even more spy centric and have Black Widow, like Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, go up against the newer version of the Black Widow, because there are two Black Widows, or at least there were two Black Widows in the MC in the Marvel comic universe instead of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, it would be a really cool movie. Yeah, something to, akin to like Atomic Blonde, maybe. Yeah, that 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 would be that would work out really great. You could even get Charlie Theron to play the other Black Widow. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see them duke it out. Yeah, uh, the Unstoppable Wasp. So I'm guessing that that assumes that after Ant Man and the Wasp, you know, they basically split off into two different two different movies. The Unstoppable Wasp would get her own movie. That's interesting. Which is fine with me because I love Evangeline Jilly, Evangeline Lily. Uh, I think she's diagonally. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's great. So I wouldn't mind seeing what that movie would entail. Uh, if the first movie, the first Ant Man movie was a heist movie, mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man the Wasp has been being reported to be kind of like a romantic comedy for the two of them. What would you think an Unstoppable Wasp movie would be like? Well, I mean, I guess that would depend on what comes up from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Um... What are there any popular stories involving the Wasp that you could see being adapted? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't really think of any. I I would I wouldn't mind doing like a uh, like I think that'd be cool if they did like her adventuring into the microverse. So you just have the Wasp kind of like, and there was the time after Secret Invasion where the Wasp was gone. Uh, she's the one who stopped, uh, ba- or basically stopped the scrolls. I I, I want to say. And you know, it could be the adventures of her uh, in the microverse, whatever that, whatever that entails. Because we see that in the first Ant Man movie, you know, the original Wasp, uh, Janet is lost to, uh, to in the microverse. So this could be. I mean, obviously, from from the photos that we've seen, Michelle Pfeiffer is playing the original Janet Van Dyne, and and she's coming back. So who knows? Maybe her daughter Hope goes in there to look for. Not look for her, but uh, look look around. See what, you know, things could be discovered from the microverse. Poke around in the subquantum universe. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but going back to the what the Wasp movie, solo movie, could entail, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I'm not super familiar. Um, hopefully, they don't delve into some of the more uh, uh, rapey storylines yeah. that involve the well, Wasp. No, it's not rape. It's, it's, it's always been... Um, just spousal abuse. Uh, spousal abuse, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. He slapped her. That would be dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if it was like a Fantastic Voyage like version of the movie? You know, like she oh, had to yeah. shrink, like inner space. You know, like that would be awesome. <laughs> all right, now you got me excited for something like that. Yeah, all right. Maybe uh, Ant Man is having some problems and he's stuck in giant mode, and she needs to go sub like or you know, molecular level to fight the uh whatever maybe it could be like a whole battle that takes place inside giant man's like circulatory system or you get um darren cross to come back i don't know if you can because he kind of gets crushed at the end of ant-man but like you know the two of them the wasp and yellow jacket kind of duke it out at a subatomic level that too i mean when one of the characters has like really awesome laser beams out of their back and the other one (laughs) does it you know well wasp always has those like like energy blast that comes oh, out of her hands. Little, those little stings. Yeah, that she the, the wasp things. Yeah. 
Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, that could go just about anywhere. I mean, we know that one's getting made. Yeah, that's kind of a given. Yeah. Um, I wonder what it means for the whole storyline of uh, Gamora and uh, Nova or Nebula. Right. To get revenge on Thanos, since that's probably going to be a big part of Infinity War. Yeah, I would assume that's going to play out in Infinity War. So I don't know how that would uh, play out. Uh, Maybe... Quill finally settling down and maybe opening a used record store somewhere on a you know planet somewhere else in space. <laughs> how he retires, just listening to music. Basically, it would become like a, a high fidelity. Oh, okay. I could see that actually. I want to see that now. Like a whole sequence of Quill just uh, reminiscing about his uh, all of his failed romances and where they went wrong. And I would assume that the third movie is going to have a lot a fallout from infinity war uh and it's gonna be like i would assume i would think you know a, a, a version of this movie is that you know at the end of infinity war maybe the guardians all go their own d- separate ways like something happens where they all kind of get pissed off at each other and then volume three is all about them coming back together to save the galaxy there you go. one more time yeah one more time you, you save the galaxy three times then uh, you really got it made <laughs> Uh, then simply the Fantastic Four, which, you know what, as many times as I've been burdened with the Fantastic Four movie, I want a great Fantastic Four movie. I just want one. So you just keep coming back. I will come back for that, for that hurt. Uh, the Mighty Thor. Now, I would assume the fact, we already have three Thor movies. I wouldn't think that they're going to come back for a fourth Thor movie, but the fact that they throw in Mighty in front of it would because I, th- I think that's what they call the book for, that has Jane Foster as the as Thor. And since we don't have a Jane Foster in the MCU anymore, you think that could be Valkyrie? I would assume that's what they would that would mean. However, on this list, there's also a Captain Marvel and the Valkyries. Is that the same Valkyries as the Asgardian Valkyries, though? There's no other group in Marvel. No, there's not another group. But hmm. uh, so yeah, I would I would guess unless. But weren't all the Valkyries killed? I mean, with this being, they'd have to recruit new Valkyries. Were the Valkyries like a separate race than the regular Asgardians? Ooh, yeah. No. I don't know. Because that mean any Asgardian could be a Valkyrie if they're just female and, and tough? No, I... Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured, well, well, maybe Sif will come back and she could lead the new Valkyries. Well, I that's what I was going to say. Sif could come back and maybe she'll be the new Thor. Like, maybe she'll be found worthy of Mjolnir or maybe the new Mjolnir if they have a new Mjolnir or whatever. She couldn't have Thor, so she'll be Thor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we already know that Natalie Portman's not coming back to play Jane Foster. Unless they just recast her. You know, which is a possibility. They recast Rhodey. Well, that's true. And, I mean, she was infected with the uh, reality gem, so maybe that altered her physical appearance. There you go. Same person, different body. There you go. <laughs> uh, Black Panther's Secret Empire. Now, I don't know why he would throw Secret Empire on there. Like, we just had the Secret Empire storyline in the comic books where you have the Captain America Steve Rogers who has been a Hydra agent all his whole life uh, oh. just now being exposed to that I really hope they don't ever do that in the movies <laughs> I, I doubt they would <laughs> but uh, I don't really see how that effect like goes into Black Panther so I assume they're just using the title he's just throwing the title out there for the fact that uh, to sh- Wakanda is a hidden country and so it's a secret but you would really have to... You're really playing fast and loose with whatever happens in the first Black Panther movie. 
Yeah. Which I has mean, yet to come but out. We know that Black Panther does survive because he's in the trailer for Infinity War. Well, yeah. So. But the trailer for Infinity War that they showed at um, uh, San Diego Comic-Con didn't include a one-eyed Thor. So no one this knew is, about that. This is true. So they, they obviously were they were like, hey, we're making plans so that we can't give we don't give too much away. But yeah, of course, Black Panther's going to survive. Man, they're playing like some three-dimensional chess over there at Marvel. <laughs> That's a, that, yes, they are. Now, what if it was a situation like, and I mean, I'm really giving this Redditor a lot of credit here. <laughs> but what if he's doing the Kevin Feige switcheroo? Where, for instance, when they first showed the, the Serpent uh, Society, yes, <laughs> with Captain America, Serpent Society, and everybody was like, "Oh, okay, that's an interesting title." And then at the end, he pulls a Steve Job on us and was like, "Oh, but there's one more thing. This is actually going to be Civil, Civil War." War. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't know why this guy <laughs> would be pulling us so true. Exactly, I was like <laughs> giving him a lot of credit there. But, Maybe I mean, Seductive Thunderlord is actually Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past them. I'm sure there's a lot of people who do that kind of thing nowadays. Uh, next storyline or next title card is Ant-Man versus the Masters of Evil, which I would love this. I want I would love to see a Masters of Evil now, movie. Now, that title means nothing to me. So what is that all about? So the Masters of Evil are, is essentially uh, the, the, the bad guy Avengers. You, oh, okay. you get a whole bunch of bad guys together to go up against the, the Avengers. Any notable characters in it? Uh, yes. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> um, uh, I really couldn't tell you who, who was in it. I think, I think Loki was in it at one time. Um, I know one version of the team was started with, um, uh, the hood, um, Parker Robbins as their leader. So I don't know if that me- name means anything to you. No, it does not. Okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't I really I just I would love to see the Masters of Evil. I just think it'd be cool. Right on. Uh oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, uh I'm sorry. Baron Zemo. Zemo was the leader, the original leader of the Masters of Evil. So all the characters that you would have in the original Thunderbolts would be part of the Masters of Evil. So Atlas, uh Songbird, the Thinker, is it the Thinker or the Tinkerer? The Tinkerer. Tinkerer. Yeah. Who we just recently saw in Homecoming. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, okay. So, I mean, it's just, it'd be, I don't know, it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Namer the sub, the Submariner. I feel uh, like that one's kind of a given. You know, and I, actually, I think I heard that, and I might be wrong about this, but I think I heard or read that Namer is actually owned, owned by uh marvel studios as opposed to being owned by fox yeah i think they had the rights to him a long time ago and yeah it's because they've never done anything with him yeah i think it reverted back to marvel yeah he wasn't part of the fantastic four deal yeah so that's interesting i'm really surprised no one's done anything with him yet no mention about the silver surfer either i'd love to see a silver surfer movie yeah especially with as much with as much as the guardians of the galaxy and now thor is doing in outer space you know yeah uh, and the Celestials are in there, so we could definitely have a full-size Galactus instead of the space fart. <laughs> one of the one actor that I always thought would play a really cool namer, and I don't know if he'd still do it now, or I don't know if they'd still want him now, but Daniel DeKim. I don't know if you know who Daniel DeKim is. Say uh, the dude from Lost? Yeah, he was in Lost, and then eventually Hawaii Five-0. 
Oh, yeah. uh, but he just and then quit, he quit for, yeah. because of that controversy with the. But you know what's funny is that he's the executive producer of this new show that's on ABC called The Good Doctor, which apparently was a Korean show that's being adapted to American audiences. It's oh, about a doctor with. Um, he's on the autistic spectrum, and but he also has savant syndrome, so oh. it makes him really super intelligent and, and good at being a surgeon. But he's also also has autism, so he's you know he has problems uh, interacting with people so he's like house with add yeah a little bit <laughs> a little bit uh so generalizing but he's the yes it's but he's the executive producer of that show he brought it over from korea it's a really good show i enjoy it see my guess for somebody that could play a good submariner kind of way off from like your suggestion but i would have thought zachary quinto could do it yeah you could, i could see that that'd yeah. be pretty cool uh, needs to do something if they don't do any more Spock movies. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do any more Star Trek movies or not. I, don't know, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel and the Valkyries, we just talked about that. Uh, I mean, I think, we, once again, we we have to find out what they're going to be doing in Captain Marvel movie. So, you can't really talk about a sequel without seeing the first one. Yeah. Spider-Man Dimensions. Uh, I, I'm guessing this would be this either the... I guess this would be the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming. Dimensions implies the fact that you would have uh, characters from different dimensions, different Spider-Mans. I remember playing the video game Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, which has you playing as four different Spider-Men. And I remember the animated series where I believe it was the series finale. Yes. Uh, It was like a three-parter. Yeah, yeah. That was the same kind of similar storyline. Yeah, so I, I guess this would be a way of... Uh, this would be an interesting story. I mean, I'm all for it if they were to include the uh, armor spider. <laughs> for some reason, that I, I love that issue with that holographic cover, whatever it was. It was uh, that shiny green cover. See, now, I think it would be cool. And I, I, I know you brought this idea up before. But, like, if you got Tobey Maguire to come in and Andrew Garfield to come in to play uh, their versions of Spider-Man alongside of him. But then you should also get Tom Holland to come in and just play Tom Holland. Like a, a Tom <laughs> Holland who plays a Spider-Man in a movie. And maybe Donald Glover. And then Donald, yeah, Donald yeah. Glover was a Spider-Man in another, or in another universe or in something. Another one. We could have a 2099 Spider-Man. Yeah, and maybe one of them turns into a Man-Spider. Yeah. So, uh, Warlock, which I would assume implies Adam Warlock, which we saw at the end of Guardians Galaxy Volume 2. I think that's a safe bet, yeah. I don't think he'd get his own movie. Now, do you, uh, well, does Adam Warlock have an infinity gem in his forehead? He does. He's essentially, the, he, it's what Vision is. The, it's, the, it's the soul gem. So he's the one that has the soul gem. Right, as opposed to Vision. Vision has the mind gem. Or a mind gem. I don't know. Whichever one that Vision has in the, in the MCU is the one that Adam Warlock had in the comic books. In the MCU, Vision has the mind gem. Okay. Because that's the one that they got from Loki's scepter. Okay. So, which by the way, there was a really cool infographic that I saw posted recently on Geek Elite that we explains did, all of the currently known where they Infinity are, Gems. Where that they was, came from. Yeah, that, that is so handy. That That's such a good, helpful thing. I wish we had something like that for Justice League. <sighs> In, in the mother boxes in the mother boxes and uh the steppenwolf and all that stuff <laughs> what exactly are parademons all that would so, have been so handy. i was listening to um kevin smith's podcast earlier today and uh the one fat man on batman and he was going over a article that he had read that ex- that 
basically described all the deleted or changed scenes from Zack Snyder's Justice League. And uh, I have to say, the, the his version of it actually sounds pretty great. Like, it has, like, a whole bunch of uh, stuff that ties into Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Like, even though I didn't like those movies, I still yeah. would like to have seen it all tie back. Yeah, and I, um, if it's the same article that uh, I remember reading as well that he was referencing... Steppenwolf had a backstory, yeah, and an arc, and, and an arc, and a motive, <laughs> like he had motive and a plan. <laughs> yeah, I still can't tell you what his plan was in <laughs> or his goal or his plan was in this in Justice League. Essentially, well, I mean, I think at the most simplistic level, he was just trying to terraform it into a new apocalypse. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. That's my understanding. I mean, and why you needed to put all three mother boxes together when independently they seem to do nothing, I don't know. <laughs> they br- one of them brought back Superman to life. The other, yeah, the same one that also turned Victor Stone into a cyborg. Which I would assume would be the same one. I think it was the same one, yeah. Yeah, because that was the one he had access to. Yeah. But um, I don't want to get into a Bam or a justice league yeah we uh, don't have the time (laughs) i just i did want to say such a wasted opportunity of killing superman because then it totally robbed us of a great story arc of the reign of superman yep now we can't have that at least not in the same way because now we don't have a room for the eradicator cyborg superman has no place in it steel i mean i guess it could still exist but uh, and then we wouldn't really have any reason to have the Superboy or nope. Metropolis Kid, whatever name he went by. <laughs> so, yeah, good job. Uh, just, like, blowing your load, DC. I mean, you could have <laughs> had so many more movies and got to cram it all into one. Yep. Uh, the Thunderbolts. I would love to see the Thunderbolts as a movie. Um, the, the version of Thunderbolts that I really enjoyed was the one where uh, Luke Cage was the leader. Uh, essentially, it was their su- it was Marvel Suicide Squad. They Luke Cage was a government sponsor. Like he picked different prisoners out of uh, the raft, I believe is the prison that they were in, and and sent them out on missions that would more than likely get them killed. So uh, I, that's the Thunderbolts that I like. I, I you know there are different versions of the Thunderbolts. I wouldn't mind seeing. There was the the Norman Osborn version of the Thunderbolts. Um, kind of the same deal, but it's, 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 it's Marvel Suicide Squad, and I assume they'd probably do it better than DC did. <laughs> I think that's a given. And then the last one is Avengers 5, and the 5 is a V that's kind of burning with a blue-green burnt fire. I don't know if that implies anything or if he just did it because it's cool, because fire's cool. Uh, but I, I, obviously, you would have to have more Avengers. I mean, at that point... You know who who's gonna be left? Has Scarlett Johansson used up all of her her uh, appearances? Is I would assume that uh, Falcon is leading the team at that point. Yeah, I'm more than positive that I think Avengers. Well, like we said, Feige said that the world's gonna be very different after four, and a big part of that is because a lot of contracts are gonna be up. So, I mean, unless Disney decides to say hey you guys get all the money to keep coming back or i mean i think downey keeps coming back even though his contract technically should have been up by now well yeah i I think he genuinely likes it now and he likes all the goodwill that it generates and he he sees the value (laughs) that is in continuing to to stick with it yeah yeah i think uh i think of i think civil war homecoming 
of Infinity War and Avengers Four was all added onto his con- his contract because yeah. I think he was done after the end of uh, Iron Iron Man Three. I mean, pretty soon he's gonna like rival the real Tony Stark as far as <laughs> how much he's raking in with these movies. No kidding. Uh, did you? That was all the the things on that. So you know, like I said, that's just a fan making those up. But I just thought it was an interesting talking point. So uh, did you have another story? Yeah, it's, it's it's been rumored. Uh, I can't credit the actual source, so take this with a grain of salt. Uh, but this could be a spoiler. Uh, Peter Dinklage is going to be, uh, as we know, in Infinity War. But up until now, we didn't really know who he was going to play. Uh, some people speculated he could be uh, playing this character named Pip, who is a troll, I think. Uh huh. Really weird character. Um, I have speculated in the past that he could potentially be Uatu the Watcher. Mm. Or some kind of dwarven character, uh, because dwarves exist in you know the Thor world. I mean, and we did we did get to see what we did see Watchers in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We did in fact see the Watchers, so they definitely exist. Um, well, according to this report, he is going to be playing a dwarf after all from one of the nine realms in, uh, I guess, the universe. Right. More closely related to, I guess, the Thor. Uh, branch right. of storytelling uh yeah apparently he is going to be playing the dwarf king Itri. and this is the character who in thor lore created uh, a lot of the relics that were in uh, odin's vault including mjolnir uh, when referenced that uh, you know mjolnir was forged in the heart of a dying star well who was the forger it was Itri, the mm. dwarven king okay uh, he also forged uh, items like the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. And rumor has it that his character had his hand cut off by Thanos to prevent him from making any further weapons that could potentially destroy uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, yeah, it's a de- character that should definitely play a big part in the in the movie then. Yeah, so rumor has it that Thor will be on a quest in space to find the Dwarven King to forge a new weapon because as we know in in, in uh, Ragnarok Mjolnir was destroyed so now he's going to need something else to kind of help him harness his powers and uh, rumor has it it's going to be uh, a, not a hammer this time around but more of a battle axe whose name escapes me right now but uh, it's definitely one that's been shown in the comics before yeah the ultimate comic book uh, ultimate Thor uses uh, the one that's like an axe hammer head yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's called Stormbreaker or something. No, like Stormbreaker is the one that that um, Beak guy. Oh, uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill uses. Yeah, that's that, that's okay. Stormbreaker. There's um the there's uh the one that the human guy uses. Masters Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. Thank you. Yeah. That that one's done. Yeah, I so. like that dude for some reason. He seems like very underrated for some reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm surprised they haven't used that character. Or at least brought him up. You know, the Thor, the Thor movies don't really bring up a lot of um, Easter egg characters, I guess, is the best way to put it, as opposed to some of the other movies. Yeah, not really. They're all pretty much uh, at face value. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. that's. What did you think of the, of the Infinity War trailer? We didn't talk about that yet. I really liked it. Um, I'm very cautious, though, because we discussed this earlier, how... Uh, they hit that the fact that Thor was going to lose an eye very well. Right. 
I'm wondering if some of the stuff that we see in the trailer is not going to be like that in the final film. Because we still have one more movie to go before that, that movie comes out. Yeah, we, get, we still have Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, yeah you and, don't and know. whatever happens there. It's so, definitely going to play a big big role in whatever happens in Infinity War. It has to. So who knows? Like My guess is uh, <laughs> um, it'll be something like uh, he, Black Panther's going to have like a cybernetic arm and leg. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminiscent to his appearance in Marvel Zombies, where they uh, <laughs> they chomp on him a little bit. You know, I I, I the, don't get me wrong. The fucking trailer I thought was awesome. There's you know so many great, and then we got all the great memes that are coming out of it with all the the ways people were making fun of the way that Thanos looks and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I love the comparison to Rich Harris from Pawn Stars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for the longest time I had no idea who that was. Like I didn't know what they were making fun of in that picture, oh, okay. and I was like, because I've never seen Pawn Stars. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, someone finally explained it to me. Uh, but uh, I also like the, the the Black Panther memes that are coming out of it. Like the, get this get that man a shield, you know, kind of thing. And now it's all, it's all a bunch of <laughs> different stuff. Like, get that man a, a toaster oven, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Like, what what if there's just way too much going on in this movie and it, it doesn't come out as a, as a movie? Like, That's why it's a two-parter. But see, is Avengers four part two or is it another movie? No, I'm. I'm this is gonna be a two parter. Okay, this is gonna be. I mean, because originally it was gonna be two parts. It Infinity was. War was one and two. Right. And now they're just saying, well, this is gonna be just this one. It's still gonna be the part one, even if it's unofficial. It's gonna be the part. And one. that's what I think is you're gonna find out is that at the end of Infinity War, it's gonna say now return for Avengers and then new subtitle. It's not gonna be Avengers four. Yeah, it's gonna be something else, and and, it, and obvious, and that that it's obvious because the last the last movie was Avengers: Age of Ultron. This one's Avengers: Infinity War. The next one's gonna be Avengers: Whatever. They just don't want to reveal it yet because it's probably gonna give away something that's gonna happen in Infinity oh, War. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be something. It might be Secret War. Oh, that would be so amazing if that was it. I'm I'm kind of holding out for Secret War for when Disney finally acquires the rights to X Men and Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So we can have proper Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. And then we can have, oh man, symbiote the right way, not some dumb <laughs> little like thing that just randomly fell from space or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of which, on a side note, I think they just recently released what Agent Venom or whatever Tom Hardy's look is gonna be for the standalone Venom movie. Well, they sent some pictures. I didn't. I didn't know if they you've seen an actual what he what his him and Venom look like. Or maybe it was a concept art or something. I do remember seeing something just recently. I had to like pull it up because it just kind of occurred to me right now but uh yeah um it looked kind of weird if it's it basically looks like spider-man or uh no let me rephrase that it looks like venom if he was wearing crossbones costume oh really that's what it looked like from what i saw huh and it was very not uh enticing all right well that's that's interesting i i don't i don't remember seeing that picture uh yeah, so that that's my. I just have the one fear that it's not going to be a coherent movie because there's going to be so much going on. I mean, just look at the trailer alone. There's so much going on. Uh, I do have to say that that the end, in credit scene, I guess is the best part, best way to put it for the um uh the trailer itself was Thor meeting up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and being, who the hell are you guys? Yeah, I wish I could say that I love that reveal, but I'd seen it from the. Uh... The leak, leak trailer? trailer. Oh, yeah. Although I didn't, it was I didn't different. Look for the leak trailer. I gotta say that it looked um, 
that actually happened at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. So the fact that they put it here at the end of it was kind of neat. Well, I have heard that there's a lot of stuff that was in the, the leak trailer or the trailer they showed at, at, at San Diego Comic-Con that was not in this trailer. Yes, that is just true. No, I don't, is, I don't it wanna, was actually much longer. I was going to say, I don't want to bring it up because it's that that is kind of spoiling stuff that they're not released yet. So, uh, But I do want to say is that I, I did not – I do not like – uh, human Pe- vision? No, no, that's fine with me. I like oh. human vision. I don't like Peter Quill's mustache. Like he's got this weird like chomo mustache going on. Is it? Be- is this? Is this the whole like I'm Groot's dad? I'm the teenage Groot <laughs> dad. So like I've got to be like I have to have a dad mustache now. He's gonna get the dad bot that he used to rock and punch oh, and Oh my goodness. I don't know if uh, fangirls and some fanboys would like that. Oh, speaking of which, yeah, Groot was definitely a lot bigger. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, he's definitely teenage Groot, like the end credit sequence mm-hmm. there. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. I, I kind of like baby Groot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, you know, did you have another story that you wanted to go over? Did I? Um, well, I mean, kind of staying on the same topic, uh, I, I guess it's been breaking, like, all kinds of YouTube records for most That's watched right. video in yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah, like, millions of views. And uh, some people say, you know, if enough of us concentrate on this, we can beat Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a tall order, man. It is a very tall that's, order. That's very universal. <laughs> uh, all right. With all that being said, let's go ahead and start talking about some Stranger Things Season 2, Chapter 5, uh, Dig Dug. Dig duck, dig this duck. interesting episode. I I have to say though, I really did. I kind of got bored in this episode. Like, I, I don't know if it's because it's episode five and it's right in the middle and it's it's a lot of. It's the hump episode. It's the yeah. hump. Yeah, I don't know if that's what it was, but I was just like, I I don't know. I just it was not keeping my interest while yeah. watching it. This one had the feeling of like. A bunch of stuff had to happen, but it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. So one of the things was, uh, the, uh, was it Will and um, what's our main kid? That is, uh, why can't I remember his name? The the kid that's in love with Eleven. Oh, Mike. Mike. Sorry. So like, when you said the main kid, I'm like, what? Do, do you not consider Mike the main kid? Not honestly, this season, no. Okay, so from the first season. The first season, yes. Okay, yeah, because that's what I'm going off is the first season. Okay. He, he's kind of the driving force behind the group. You know, he's the one that really wants to find uh, Will, and then he's the he's the one that falls in love with Eleven. So I find him as the I I put him as the main kid. Now, as we've said before, you are you have finished the season. I'm going episode by episode. You know, by the end of this season, I might not feel that way. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so you got Will, Mike, Joyce, uh, kind of trying to figure out stuff about these pictures. Joyce then recruits Bob. Yeah. Bob to figure it out, but he's, she, she, he's not allowed to ask any questions. He's just allowed, he just needs to figure it out because he knows puzzles, I guess. Yeah, he's just like the, the clever guy of the group. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> He has that little line of, they didn't call me the brain for no reason. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, in the trivia section of, of IMDb, that's, they say that's attributed to uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan from the old uh, WWF days. That is an interesting pull. I would not have made that connection. Since he is Bob also, so he's Bob the Brain, whatever his last name Newbie is. Newbie or something Newbie, like okay. Um, 
Not a lot of wrestling references that I've caught so far, so that's kind of <laughs> out there, but I mean, I could dig it. I mean, that would have been there on that time. Yeah. Uh, so, Will Will wakes up, he says he knows where Hopper is and that he's in trouble. He puts an X on a random piece of paper, Joyce and, and uh, Mikey decide uh, this random piece of paper that he's drawn and put an X on matches this other random piece of paper, which... The, the idea, I still, we talked about this last week, the whole idea of these uh, tunnels or vines or whatever, it's just so weird that they were able to map it out. The leaps in logic yes, there were the, yeah. impressive. And man, is it taking up a lot of the house. Yeah, it's like almost like a one-to-one scale map <laughs> of the city or whatever the town. Uh, and then, speaking of, they get Bob to, he's like, he's noticing landmarks in basically this map uh so he noticed first thing he notices is a lake it's like lover's lake or something yeah, like that. yeah so uh, uh, we're assuming that the 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 tunnel that that will has drawn has taken the same is is, is worked its way around the 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 lake and it's taken the same shape as the lake so that bob can then recognize it and then piece together where other pieces places are on the map and then figure out where the X is in coordination to that to find Hopper who went down into the tunnel, got sprayed with some shit, uh, then got taken over by vines uh, and then was basically being killed. I don't know how that thing didn't kill them by the time, kill him by the time they got to him. But uh, yeah, this plot armor. Yeah. That, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and he drives them out there, and once again, they did, the, when they were cutting him out of the vines, they did the thing where they uh, splattered shit onto the screen. Yeah, I, I, it's it's more noticeable now that we brought it up before. It's like every time it happens. Um, and kind of on that point, in one of the latest trailers for the you know Last Jedi, that happened so blatantly that like my first instinct was like, Ooh, Mitch is gonna hate this. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I will. <laughs> I like. I think I even pointed at the screen and said this to no one in particular. That <laughs> works. Uh, one of the great little uh, Easter eggs, if you want to consider it that, is that uh, when he does see the X on the map, he says, "What's on the X? Treasure map or pirate very treasure. pirate treasure?" Thank you. Which is an obvious nod to yeah. Goonies because uh, Sean Astin was... I think that was them definitely giving a big wink to us. Yeah. Up until now, everything's been kind of subtle or clever. And this one was just thought out like, oh, hey, like this reminds me of that movie that just came out about the kids that are looking for, you know, like he might as well just like spelled it out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, the, the picture set meme that went out online about uh, someone recognizing that Bob from Stranger Things was also Doug from Fifty First Dates, and then someone else was like, "Samwise Gamgee did not travel to <laughs> Mordor to save the the realms or whatever for you to call him Bob and Doug." <laughs> uh, I think someone posted that on our Geek Elite page, and I said, "I'll do you one better." He, Mikey, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what his last name was, but Mikey didn't discover a pirate pirate ship uh you know defeat the the fratellis and save the goondocks for you just to be known as bob and duck 
Yeah, and he was also in Click, too, which I'm surprised they haven't referenced as well. Yeah, that's true. Now, my favorite meme that's come out of all of this is... Uh, it has a, a picture of uh, of uh, a Bob, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Astin, circa 2005. And he's wearing some really strange... Um, if you're familiar with uh, PC Principal from South Park... Yes. He's wearing some sunglasses that look a lot like that. That's from Fifty First Dates. Yeah, and uh, some very odd mesh T-shirts. Yeah, that are clear, and some um, like a fanny pack and some neon <laughs> shorts. <laughs> and it says, "I don't know what to feel about Sean Astin's uh, clothing, circa 2005." <sighs> and to which, the tweet that this was uh, originating from, he actually responded. And he says, it's called fashion, sweetie. Look it up. <laughs> I was like, whoa, yeah. the sass is strong with Sean Astin here. There you go. So, yeah, he don't take no guff from anyone. No, he does not. Uh, another part of the episode is uh, Eleven hitching a ride with some truckers to meet her mom. You know, she's just so innocent, I guess, or I, naive. <laughs> but then again, she does have the power to fuck up whoever like tries to mess with her. Not as they chloroform her first. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I was like, hey, what does this handkerchief smell like? Does this handkerchief smell like chloroform? <laughs> uh, but no, she makes it to her mom, apparently unscathed. Yeah. Uh, it's the 80s. It's a more innocent, innocent time, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a more underreported time, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and she puts it together that her mom's not... Not so much just in a coma or a, cat, a catatonic state, but she is trying to communicate and she goes into the void to talk to her mom. But she essentially sees her birth. She sees uh, what they did to her mom. So which kind of went with what you were t- like when I was asking you last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago, if they did any experiments on her mom, they didn't exactly do any experience on her to at least it's up to this point that they've shown to make her uh have a baby that had powers or or anything like that they were doing they did like you saw her do electric shock therapy on her uh but that was more to make her forget about her daughter yeah that was more to kind of give her like a a soft lobotomy essentially yeah and like either she'd be completely crazy or just you know a helpless husk of a person. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting that she was able to kind of like see either relive her own memories or see the memories through her mother's eyes that are obviously still there. Um, but yeah, everything, whatever it was that they did to her really messed up her cognitive faculties to the fact, to the point where she's essentially like an invalid now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there's still something in there and she is still trying to communicate, but... I can't get quite a clear picture of it. And obviously she does have some type of powers if she's able to affect the lighting, electricity in the house and uh yeah, things like that. So Yeah. Unless it's just the the fact that eleven being there has just made it stronger or the connection between the two. My theory on that, because that's not really made clear by the end of the season here, but I think we're definitely gonna we're we're set up for some future revisitings of this kind of thing. Um I think her mind got separated from her body. Oh, okay. Kind of a 
the big scare that we always had with the with the VR, like you know, movies where it's like. If you just take the head the headset off of the person, their their mind could be stuck in the VR while yeah. their body's outside. Or the Matrix, essentially. Yeah, yeah the, I didn't think about that. Yeah, similar, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's what happened with her. Like, there's still remnants of her in her mind or her brain, but her actual like cognition just kind of took a detour somewhere in the the void. So I have to admit, w- during these scenes, uh, all I could think about is like so. What does she do for like bathroom and bathing? Like, does the sister walk her to the bathroom, or because she seems to just be catatonic in front of the TV? I think what happens is she just wears adult diapers. Yeah, and then her sister changes her. Yeah, I mean usually when sponge baths, sponge baths. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that's, a thing. That's that's the thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not the kind of detail we'll see probably, but yeah, that's yeah. That's what happens. Uh, we go. So Lucas, Lucas went and told Max everything. She doesn't believe him, not at first. But yeah, he's he's very much. Hey, you know, I could die. You could die if anybody finds out you know about this. And we we do see that, uh, as we see even in this episode, like you know, um, the what's her Nancy and Jonathan are, you know talking about it on the phone just got them in trouble with uh what's the name of the company hawkins labs yeah hawkins labs people so there's uh there is a threat there that if anybody knows that max knows that they she she and lucas could be in trouble yeah and also he could be in trouble for continuing to talk to her because we already know that billy is not a big fan of him no uh yeah as as we see that because she's like don't don't follow me out uh, for whatever reason, and then Billy sees him standing in the doorway because Lucas is just not smart. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you'll do really dumb things for your crush, though. Yeah, that's that's also true. Uh, I, I, that's uh, something that's probably been told throughout time. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the first few tales around the campfire when speech became a thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so I traded all my... Uh, fur pelts for this uh girl and i was uh, gonna say you could probably go and find that on some uh like neanderthal cave drawings yeah. <laughs> this is bob bob did this stupid thing for this girl <laughs> yeah and then he got friend zoned and then oh uh billy lucas uh nancy nancy and jonathan they go and talk to lawyer guy no journalist he's Journal- a journalist investigator investigator hey whatever he is he's he's kind of a charlatan like Look at the way he's living, and he's just kind of—he's kind of an ambulance chaser. Yeah, he gives me a strong vibe of like Johnny Depp's character in *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas* a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, kind of a hack fraud type deal, but. Uh, well, wait! In *Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas*, Johnny Depp's character is the writer, right? Yeah. And then Benicio del Toro's is the doctor and lawyer. I think so. Yeah. yeah okay. Maybe it's a combination. No. Oh, all right. Uh. Uh, they essentially have, it's funny is cause they, they show up at his place and he's very paranoid and like has them looking into the camera and stuff and then lets them in. And he's like, you see his wall of where everything's going and where it should be. And he has all these theories and he's spouting them out and she's like, yeah, you got that wrong. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got this and that and this wrong. And then uh, essentially they skip over the part where they, they inform him of everything, play the video, play the tape for him. Uh, and then he's just kind of more upset that he has things wrong 
than what it actually uh, has transpired. Yeah. Now, one of the things I like about it is that, like you said, he's not upset at the truth so much as he's upset that he got it wrong, but also understanding what really happened. He was like, this much truth is kind of useless. Nobody's going to believe it. Yeah, you're right. I did like that, too. And he's like, he's kind of taking them at face value. Like, okay, sure. You know, I mean, I guess the tape helps. But you know. he's like, yeah, I, we can't tell everybody, you know, all of this because it's just going to sound too fucking outrageous and people aren't going to believe it. We have to hold back some stuff. Yeah. I and mean, I think he even mentions the whole story of uh, or the analogy of uh, cooking a frog slowly as opposed to. Uh, oh, so turning up the heat yeah. a little bit by little bit instead of just throwing them into a boiling pot of water. Yeah. And then, like, I, I think he made the example of, like, okay, yeah, this drink is too strong, but if you dilute it, then it's just right, you know, and you still get the effect, but mm-hmm. you don't get all the negative of, like, you know, you know, this being too strong. And I really like that aspect from a story point-wise, because as a conspiracy theorist, I think that uh, that's something that's constantly, uh, if, <laughs> if you're uh, familiar with Mark Hoppus of Blink-182, mm-hmm. And he's become like a big UFO buff in the last few years. It's really interesting. If you haven't, uh, <laughs> look it up on YouTube. Mark Hoppus, UFOs or aliens. He has gone off the deep end. Oh, wow. And uh, not only that, he's actually been mentioned in some like leaked documents from WikiLeaks about him having contact with like government officials about his UFOology, I guess. Wow. And one of the things that he, he's apparently doing, uh, if you believe in this kind of stuff, is exactly that. He's working with supposedly these high uh, government level uh, agencies on how to expose the mass meat, the, the, the mass uh, population yeah. to some of the more esoteric ideas of uh, UFOlogy in a manner that's easy to digest. So. Wouldn't you do it in movies and TV shows? Wouldn't Basically, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I guess there's like entire sub agencies that work with the entertainment industry to put in ideas out there. For instance, uh, Planet X or Nibiru mm-hmm. is a conspiracy theory that goes back. I don't know how long. I think the furthest I know it goes back to is the 70s. But apparently, it's like this really old Mesopotamian thing that's uh, it's on tablets and whatever. Uh, so, yeah, apparently there's a hidden planet with these aliens called the Anunnaki. And this is a planet that's got a crazy long elliptical orbit. But every couple thousand years, it comes close to our planet. And that's when they come over and share with us information and then go back to their planet. It's crazy. Wow. But uh, in the last few years, I've been noticing some interesting uh, stuff in media where they're introducing the idea of a planet with a crazy elliptical orbit. Uh, that comes near Earth every so often. Uh, and the most obvious example of that is in Star Trek Into Darkness. Okay. The very beginning of that movie takes place on a planet called Nibiru, which is the name of the planet X. Wow. I'm like, that's interesting. Like, I even kind of looked around in the theater. I was like, does anybody <laughs> else notice this? I, I, I think I was sure the that, only one. I was going to say, I'm sure you're the only one. But in, like, the conspiracy circle groups, that was like, whoa, did they really just throw that out there? And my best, my favorite example of this is, I'm sure you've heard of this, the theory that the moon landing was a hoax. Yeah. That's been in major media. That's been in two big things that I was like, whoa, I can't believe that I actually threw that out there. Um, uh, 
what was it? Um, not Gravity. Uh, with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Interstellar. Interstellar, yes. In Interstellar, they had a whole plot point about how new history books reflect that the space program was actually a sham, and it was only propaganda in order to try to bankrupt uh, Russia's space program. Hmm. So we were trying to show that we were doing all these leaps and bounds to kind of push them to waste all their budget. Um, and essentially, we never actually went to the moon, was their point. And this was also mentioned in um, Arrested Development, season four? Sure. Ron Howard, who directed yeah, um, all right. Apollo 13. Yeah. Uh, had a whole plot point where he uh, discussed this with um, uh, um, was it Michael Bluth, Bluth yeah. uh, the father uh, played by um, Patrick Bateman not Patrick Bateman <laughs> Jason uh, Bateman Jason Bateman right. yeah, Patrick Bateman would be American Psycho yeah uh, yeah they have a whole discussion inside the the, uh, the life-size recreation of the lunar module where he explains to him like oh yeah and I like like the first one was a hoax. We went later on, but th- that first one, we're like, that was just for show. <laughs> so I was like, that's interesting that they threw that out there, but that's exactly what he's referring to. You would bleed these ideas into popular like consciousness little by little. So that's so not that, a big reveal. So that it's not a shock later right. on, yeah. And I, I, I just really love that aspect of it. And uh, that's basically all I had to say about that particular thing. But I just really liked it. All right. Put that in there. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's that's all part of the show. Or, yeah, part of the show and, you know, the greatness of it. So uh, was there – I mean, was there anything else about the meeting between Murray and the the two kids that you thought was interesting? Yeah. um, Nancy is still the worst, and she became the worst even more so. (laughs) Yeah. Her little discussion between her and uh, and Jonathan about like, she's like, what was it? Uh, how come nothing happened with us after you, yeah. you got your brother back? And, and I mean, nothing good comes from a conversation that starts that way. No, that's that's your, you you know where this is gonna go. And he was he just basically was like, uh, well, you know, I I was kind of had to be there for Will, and uh, you ended up going back to your boyfriend anyways. And she's like, yeah, but I waited for a month. And he's like, yeah, but it was only a month. <laughs> And I love how Murray called them out on it, too, how uh, they said that they were just friends and there's nothing going on between them. And he called them out on it. He says, that's the first lie you've told me since you got here. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this guy's got a good BS like filter. And the people who spout the most BS usually do. Yeah. So uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the little nod to Indiana Jones. Uh, Hopper goes back for his hat after the Hawkins Labs people save him. Did you catch that? Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's his uh, his indie hat. Yeah, it's his little indie hat. So that was that was a interesting thing to, to just throw in there. Well, was there anything else about this episode? Like I said, I thought it was a very boring episode. Yeah, was this uh, the one that ended with them starting to torch some of the uh, underground? Yeah. And then Will was not having a good reaction? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we saw that... When they set fire to one piece in the lab, the rest of the pieces in the lab started to swirl around and and yeah, also do reacting stuff. Kind of weird. So uh, the assumption I would assume is that um, what, what what they were doing to the ones that were underground was then having the same effect inside of Will. Yeah. So it's leading us to the assumption that whatever is currently possessing Will 
that's giving them some kind of connection to the upside down and to the uh, decilhydra is also inhabiting or is maybe is a physical manifestation uh, taking place with those vines in the underground now in the, or the in the which then would I caverns. mean would make sense because of the fact that he drew the the caverns and the in the vines and stuff so he yeah. has some type of mental psychic link to it yep that's uh that's definitely a thing that's happening now and uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll see some more in the next episode. All right. Uh, if anybody has anything that they'd like to talk about with uh, this episode or any of the shows that we or any of the news that we we discussed earlier, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at agent underscore of the underscore bat. On uh, John is also on Twitter as I am at magic bollocks. Although I am considering changing it to uh, something along the lines of a tinfoil hat. <laughs> some more conspiracy centric conversations all right uh the rest of geekly radio is at geekly radio on twitter at geekly radio on instagram and facebook.com backslash geekly radio check out our website geekly radio.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the geekly radio network but until next time this is the geeks watch on the geekly radio network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program